Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Dylan. And I'm Jan. And Darius is... I'm not quite sure where Darius is this week. Where is Darius? I think he's working. He's is at he working? his job. People work on Monday you know, mornings. We really wish that this could be our job. Um, and we just need about 100 more fans to make if that a reality. 100 more fans. That would be it. That would that would change our lives. It would change our lives forever because then we could do this for a job and then we could make more stuff in this universe. I'm I'm just turning this into like a PBS uh give us your money ad, even though we don't really have anywhere to direct people. Right. Uh at our Venmos. Uh, <laughs> at Jan dash LaFrancois dash Geisen. Yeah. You know how to spell that. That you know exactly how to spell that. But we're all all we're really asking is, you know, just to uh if you have a friend, recommend the podcast to a friend. And then then they'll ask their one hundred friends. So you, the the one hundred the one hundred fan thing isn't on you. It's on you, the friend. Just put it on them, and you'll be yeah. good. Yeah, you don't good. worry about it. You, you don't. <laughs> Today we did a really fun episode. Uh, cost of living, uh, uh, TNG. I'm looking at the Voyager thing, and my brain is not letting me say. The next generation. I just fixed it. Did it not show up it in your Google It didn't load doc? for me. It's okay. It's not a big... Oh, there it is. Now it loaded. Uh, the Cost of Living, The Next Generation, Season 5, Episode 20. Originally aired April 20th, 1992. 420. 420, baby. And we're recording this the day after Halloween. Jan, how was your spooky season? Uh, it felt like it was really abbreviated. It yeah. didn't feel spooky as past spooky seasons were. But yeah. I did get to watch Dune yesterday, so that was pretty dope. And there's a lot of spooky stuff in Dune. Is if there? You've, yeah, if there's you're a lot of spooky familiar. stuff. So Big Worm also. Big Worm. Dune is kind of a spooky book now that I think about it. It's totally. It's like it's so far in the future that shit got like fantasy, like witchy and mm-hmm. sorcery and stuff like there's that. There's a lot of yeah. witches. Everyone's. It's very a little over dramatic. It's very yeah. serious. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah, spooky season kind of it always sneaks up on me. At the beginning of October, I'm always like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get really into Halloween for a month. And then Halloween f- or October flies by, and then it's Halloween, and I'm rushing to the closet to put something on and, and yeah. m- trying to mainline. I-, I did mainline as many horror movies as I could, though. Uh, Any standouts? Oh, man. Lots of standouts. The ones that I watched a couple last night. Uh, the one that I watched last night that I was actually really uh, not surprised by, but I'd been meaning to watch for a while, uh, was The House of the Devil from 2009. House of the Devil? I've never heard of it even. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a, it's not a super like popular, it is popular, but like low-key popular. Um, it's from 2009, it's directed by Ty West, who did like, I don't know, he, he did some stuff in the VHS series and it. He's just kind of oh, okay. in the like yeah. the low key American horror world. I highly recommend it. I think you'd you'd like it a lot. Um and I do like movies in general. You like movies. That's good. I like you know, I'm just like I just like movies. I just like I move I just like movies. I know it's weird, but I like movies. <laughs> and I also last one, I would highly recommend The Lair of the White Worm which is one of the most insane movies I've ever seen. Lair of the White Worm. Yes, and it's it's a movie by Ken Russell from 1988 and it's got 
a very young Hugh Grant and a very young Peter Capaldi in it. Oh. And it's about this lady who is like a snake person and she bites people and turns them into snake people. And it's actually kind of freaky. And she's a snake lady, but what, where do the white worms come into play? Uh, the white worm is this like this myth of this cave in England or wherever the fuck they are, where there's this white worm, which is a snake. It's what they call it. Is it, it. worm like W-Y-R-M? No, like worm, like... like W-O-R-M. Yeah, white worm. That I would never have guessed. It's it's weird. It's very weird, but I, I it's fucking hilarious, but also kind of disturbing. I also can't imagine a young Peter Capaldi. You're gonna love the opening scene of this movie. Is he's digging a hole, and he finds this big uh, like snake skull, and he holds it up, and then the shot pan, uh, tilts up to him, uh-huh. and then he just looks at it and goes, "Yeah." And he just like yells into the sky and he's got this, this crazy hair. It's incredible. This sounds like a, it would be perfect for mystery science theater 3000 type of movie. It's like the, yeah, it's like bad, but also quite good. Yeah. It's really, really beautiful. I love those kinds of things. Speaking anyway. of bad and quite good. <laughs> cost this of living. Cost of living. It's a Luxana episode. So have we done one of these yet? Have we done a Luxana yeah. episode? Remember Manhunt? Uh, we did Manhunt. Oh, yes. I do remember Manhunt. We have yeah. done a walks on it. How do you say your name? La Waxana or just Waxana? We've, we've done, this is a bit, right? I, this is, a, I don't know. I feel that like That was we, the bit for that episode where we were like, Waxana? Waxana? Waxana. It's honestly, it sounds like a child trying to say somebody's name. Waxana. Waxana. All right. Well, the, you know. Put on your wig. Put on your wig. Your ornate uh, jewelry from your tall personal assistant. Take off all your clothes. Take off uh, all your clothes after that. <laughs> Walk down the aisle. Sprinkle some forbidden salt on your <laughs> toast. <laughs> and uh, come with us on our trek to, to the, the holiday. holiday. Believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. May enter. Oh boy. Oh boy. What an episode. I. Uh, yeah. It. It is. <laughs> An episode. I've I told you before we started recording, but I've come to really love the Waxana episodes. Uh, Me too. I feel like they have, probably have a special place in, ev- place in everyone's heart. I would hope so. I think like how you feel towards Waxana changes as you age. Mm-hmm. Like we know when you're young, you're like, who is this annoying old lady? She's yeah. horny. She's making everybody uncomfortable. And then when you're <laughs> older, you're like, oh yeah, being lonely sucks. <laughs> You start to be like, yeah, I get it. I know you. I know you. And you're pointing at yourself. You're like, I yeah. know you. You you want companionship. And also everybody is really uptight and you've lived a lot of life and you're just like, I think it's time to have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, yeah. When I was younger, I was like, she's being irresponsible. This isn't cool. But then I was like, 
Alexander needs a pal. And these two, yeah. they they are they're having a great time. She's like cool aunt, cool grandmother. She, that's hundred percent what it what she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool aunt. She shows up and's like, look, yeah, your parents are gonna be like this, but at at some point it's gonna be better. Did you ever have like cool hippie aunt like Waxana? Because she's definitely like hippie aunt for uh, Alexander. I had good aunts. Yeah. Uh, I had, I really liked uh, one of my aunts on my dad's side because she was like very curious. And she's a teacher. So she's like curious, intellectual. She was really good at like making you think. Um, a lot of yeah. fun. She, she also spoke French, which on my dad's side, it's not their native t- language. So that was fun to have like my Anglo aunt speaking French. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's still awesome. She has cool kids too now that's also a plus yeah how oh, about yeah. you oh great aunts. from norcal <laughs> northern californian ants yeah uh wild yeah. wild time yeah now i have three ants or i've more than that i've i have a lot of ants but definitely had a couple cool ones uh and a, a very like artistic ant which is which is fun um yeah i i, I had a lot of cool ants a lot of, a lot of good uh extended family to uh do weird shit like you know go to weird art festivals and stuff like that but yeah kind of like watching this this episode where she brings this the weird like Cirque du Soleil holodeck program (laughs) it kind of hit like a little bit of nostalgia because I was like I definitely went to a lot of weird shit like this like in Sebastopol uh some weird art festival or whatever is there, there, do you see Sebastopol? Is there's a city in California called Sebastopol? Yeah, it's like the like the Russian city. Is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sebastopol in Northern California is like the hippies center. That's where oh. all the like weird. Well, the rich hip. That's where all the like weird rich hippies go. Now I've lived in California now for six years. All of it in Los Angeles, basically, except for like a month in San Diego. Yeah, and I love that. I'm still learning California lore, like. There's, there's a lot. A of lot. There's, there's a lot a, of lore. Yeah, there's a lot of lore. It's interesting because it's like the East Coast, but one state. So like, yeah, yeah. there's like so many states that this should be, but it's not. I think that's why it's so fun is because you're like this whole state. The northern part has got its own thing going on, and little sections of the northern part have their own thing going yeah. on, and they should be different states, but they're not. Yeah, which is fantastic. yeah, like East Coast is definitely cheating. They're like, yeah, there's like. 10 states here. It's like, what? But yeah. they're all basically New Yorkers. They're just different flavors. They're just different flavors of New Yorkers. They're like Connecticut New Yorkers. Should we just call so all of the East Coast New York and then yeah, Maine? It, and you can just leave Maine, but like New yeah. York, everything yeah. else. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do we got? Who wrote this one? Jan, who wrote Peter this one? Al- Peter Allen Fields. Uh, he also was a, I think it had a story credit on Inner Light and In the Pale Moonlight, and he wrote Duet. Uh, Duet is one of those really early stellar Deep Space Nine episodes. It's mm-hmm. the one where Kira is like interrogating that one prisoner, that Cardassian oh, prisoner. Yeah. And like he has serious like PTSD and like shame and stuff like that. He's basically like a Nazi prison guard, but he wants like revenge against his commanders. Holy I mean, that's shit. totally what that episode is. Yeah, yeah it's, I didn't it's even really think good. About that. Good lord. Yeah, he's got a good writer name, Peter Allen Peter Fields. Peter Allen Fields. Path. Path. 
<laughs> he sounds like a, a notable like author who's written a lot of books. Yeah. P.A. Fields. P.A. Fields. Ooh, that's uh, a good he, one. It's like you you have if you have a name like Peter Allen Fields, you, there's two paths for you. Mm-hmm. you. You can either be a writer or an assassin of presidents. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to be a writer. I'm or you pursue- could be both. You could, you could be could a prolific both. writer and also a president assassinator. Yeah. He come, he's like, actually, I have to kill the president. Like he, he's so deep in his like writing and stuff that he's like convinced himself. Like, wait a second, if I just kill this president, I'll be the whole timeline will change. And then he'll no, write Peter. a book called "If I Did It" or something. If I did it, yeah. <laughs> it's all part was of that the, money the OJ machine. book. Didn't OJ yeah. write a book that was like yeah. "If I Did It"? <laughs> all right, Peter Allen Fields, don't kill the president, please. And thanks for writing and having a hand in some of the best dramatic episodes of Star Trek. Truly. I think this that's this one flies. Like, on paper, it's a snooze. But when you f- focus on it, it's actually, I think it's quite good. I agree. I think it, it, it works well. And it, it, stuck, it stuck out in my memory from when I was a kid and watched it. Because, yeah. you know, this is an Alexander episode. So you're like, okay, what's yeah. it like to be a kid on the Enterprise? Oh, you fight with your dad all the time? Cool. Yeah. But like there's a holodeck and cool aunt comes on and it's kind of yeah, awesome. I remember, yeah. I remember feeling for for Alexander a lot because Worf is kind of like military dad. Yeah, he's tough. He's basically like the dad from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, who tries to send Keanu Reeves to like a military school. He totally is. But then I think finally Worf realizes that's not gonna work for my kid, so Maybe my foster parents can raise him. <laughs> I'm actually at the part in Deep Space Nine right now where Alexander comes back into the war. <clears throat> oh my god, me, I forgot about this arc. It just, it's so sad. It it's is. just like it's such a bummer to watch this episode. Where it's like, oh, this is a cute kid. Like maybe he'll like become artistic or something, you know, or he'll join a <laughs> band or something. You know, I was like, no, he still just deals with the trauma of his father, more or less rejecting him. I feel like Alexander walked so, so uh, Jake Sisko could run. Yeah. So Jake could really be an artist. Like they had the, the, the pieces to make Alexander like a poet or something. Yeah. And just didn't do that at all. Yeah. Well, it's like if, if Alexander grows up and becomes a poet, he becomes a poet because he's tortured. Like all of his poetry is about his tortured relationship with his father, (laughs) his mom dying, living on earth where he like looks different from everybody, you know, like, oh man, I want to see like a a limited series of Alexander in like a dingy apartment on earth, like chain smoking and drinking too much whiskey and writing like the most incredible poetry. He's talking about like all the like all these human girls like hook up with him, but like do they hook up with him because they like who he is or because like he's different? You know, he's like struggling with that. Oh, it's just and I'm imagining every every, every human girl wants to try a Klingon at least once. You know, <laughs> it's like geez. I'm imagining the uh, the like '90s themed uh, beat poetry scene on Earth, the underground beat poetry scene where everyone's wearing turtlenecks and snapping. At yeah. coffee shops when he does his beat poetry. <laughs> yeah. It's also the one where he works. He's also a barista. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's how it opens. It opens with him like 
making coffee and you're like, oh, he works here. And then like the boss comes up and is like, all right, you're on. And he's like the Takes opener before, yeah. yeah, before everyone. But it's this like great one shot. It's a good one where he goes up on stage and then the lights come on and boom, Alexander, Star Trek's Alexander. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm imagining... Uh, inside Lou and Davis, but with Alexander. So <laughs> inside Alexander Rojenko. And it's just like a, you know, a week in his life. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is beautiful. This is I, everything. I, I think okay. this would resurrect the character. Cause like, as he's a kid actor, so he's like not very fun to watch. And I've never really liked Alexander episodes. Sure. And if they made this show, I think they would totally resurrect his character they need to get a little more artistic and uh that's what i'd pitch and they would just say no nobody wants an alexander show but i'm like hear me out though hear me out though all right i mean i I think that would be really cool he could also have like a little ptsd from you know serving in the dominion war yeah he'd be like uh who's the uh what's his name who's the author who is what the fuck is his name kerouac well, I there's multiple who were in the war, so yeah, maybe I'm just like Car- Kerouac was in the war, right? Is he I the one? Know. No, he's French Canadian. Fr- I'm thinking of uh, who's the one who wrote Slaughterhouse Five or whatever. Oh, Kurt Vonnegut. Vonnegut, yeah, he's a, a Kurt Vonnegut type. A hundred percent. I love this alternate. This is how we save the character, redeem the character of Alexander <laughs> Rozhenko. We make him a really struggling artist, but super hot. It's kind of got yeah. like Riverdale vibes where everybody's just like really moody and it's like a teen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this one was directed by our friend Winrich Colby. 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 Love this guy. He's yeah. become a reoccurring character uh, yeah. on this show recently. But he's he's directed tons of episodes. Tons of episodes. He's the OG. Not the yeah. OG, but... One of the good ones. And the music was by Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Return. Yeah. Return of the Mac. Dennis McCarthy. Uh, You want to do a little recap of this episode? I will do a recap of this episode. Yes. Sorry for the energy, folks. This is just a more laid back post Halloween episode. We're just hey, we're gonna, chilling, man. Yeah, we're we, just chilling. It's the day after Halloween. You know, we're all just tired from all the spookiness. You know. <clears throat> okay. All right. Whenever you're ready, Dylan. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, basically, what happens is is Troy's mom shows up. Uh, I don't know what happens in the intro. I can't remember what happens in the intro. There's some shit going on, and they they do some shit. They're like, "Oh, we fixed something." Uh, Waxana shows up, and she tells um, uh, Troy that she's going to get married to this guy. That's like this internet dating guy, like a mail away bride sort of situation. She doesn't really <laughs> know him. Uh, Alexander hates his dad because he's just like this military guy, and he kind of sucks. Uh, so Waxana and Alexander become buds, and they go to the holiday and go to the, this weird like art program. Uh, and then there's this space goon. Ah, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> There's a what? Space, space goo. There's like the dust, the space dust that infects the ship and starts turning everything to goo. I forgot about that. That's the B, the B arc. <clears throat> yeah, the B plot that 
would normally be the A plot, but this is the D plot in this episode. I had a I, that's two episodes <laughs> in a row where that's the case, and they're both kids episodes. Yeah, I kind of love like watching this all all the way through, looking at the space dust stuff. Like, I thought this is the most likely of thing to happen when you're in space. Like, yeah. not like Klingons attacking or like some moral shit. I feel like 95% of the time, it's like the replicators are shitting out hot dogs and <laughs> there's something wrong with the ship. We don't know what it is. It's like a space virus. And that's the show mostly. Yeah. Like the enterprise has a cold is basically what this was. <laughs> and it made me think, it made me think about um, last week when we were talking about people just doing their jobs this yeah. is like the prime episode of just yes. watching Jordy do his job. I was 100% <laughs> thinking that. I was like, we should just have Matt watch this episode because he was definitely titillated by the idea of people <laughs> just hanging out in a mud bath. But we should also just be like, oh, and if you like competency porn, everybody's just working a problem. Yeah. Like Data and Jordy are like, oh, there's, um, yeah, there looks like there's some cocaine flying around here. We should... And once the cocaine leaves, there's like duck sauce starts leaking out <laughs> yep. of the walls. They're so. basically the antibiotics for Enterprise. They're, yeah. They're the Enterprise antibiotics. <laughs> oh, man. I just couldn't stop thinking. Like, there's just space salt or whatever. Yeah. And there's duck sauce coming out of the panels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Once the goo starts coming out of the panels, I was like... This is not, it's kind of a, not a half-assed space episode, but it's definitely one where you're like, so what happens to the ship? Space virus. Starts space to turn virus. stuff to goo. <laughs> I think that I wasn't entirely clear about, like, how does the Enterprise not just, like, completely fucked up? Because that goo cannot be good. No. It's got to short all sorts of circuits and everything, right? Yeah. I think so. They probably there's probably a lot of lower deckers that had to go through the whole uh, ship after this and goo clean gunning. goo. Yeah, <laughs> out <laughs> of every little crevice, <laughs> squeeze, squirting goo gone and every little and the whole thing smells too because it's such a really like chemically thing. Oh god, they're wearing like face masks and they're just like spraying 100%. goo. Oh yeah. god, yeah, awful. that sounds awful. Yeah, I've also is- never seen. Something I noticed uh, when like life support was going away, yeah, I've never seen so many people sweat out their their <laughs> uniforms before on this show. That's something that was confusing me too, because like I get that a li- they're trying to indicate that life support was going offline, but it's surprising to me that they got hot versus cold, because mm-hmm. it's space, and I feel like no matter how hot the Enterprise gets, it would just vent heat into space like they wouldn't like turn the you know like uh in your car you turn the ac on so it's just circulating inside the car like you wouldn't do that no no i it's probably i guess i could think about it it's probably a cold sweat so it's probably freezing in there but they're sweating like crazy nervous yeah (laughs) (laughs) they should have added like uh the little like cold air breathy cold air so you could be like they're sweating they're cold sweating. It's freezing in there. It's, that that sounds and, like the worst, actually. Yeah. It's a very quick it, way to die. They, they all have this, like, pattern of of sweat under, like, shirts that you could tell the costume designers were just, like, they got a cup of water and they just... 
<laughs> You're doing the squeegee thing. I feel thing. like they were doing the squeegee thing, and Frakes was like, just dump it. Give me a cup. Just dump give, it all dump over it. me. Just hey, do you know who I am? I did Skin of Evil. Just, I was... <laughs> I did Skin of Evil. Do you even know who I am? Goo. I was in that black goo for 10 he minutes. He was in that black goo for such a long time. Too long. Uh, oh, poor guy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I think here's a, I have a, an idea for a Star Trek episode when something like this happens where like life support is failing. Mm-hmm. You just need to transport everybody, but just keep them in the buffers. Wait, what? In the buffers? Like, like do half of a transport, just ha- transport half of it, everybody. That sounds incredibly dangerous. Probably. And but also the buffers only have so much memory. Space, on them, yeah. And what if the ship like breaks down? Then you're just lost in buffered land. But you know, that's what they that's what happened with Scotty. That's true. Do that episode someday. Well, okay, so if you do get buffered, what does that feel like? Are you just in like a weird purgatory brain scramble? Okay, so here's we've never really talked about this on the podcast, but what what a better time than now? <laughs> I, I personally think that every time you transport, You're you, d- die. you die. Yes, you just and, kill everyone. And, yeah, and save you, the data. <laughs> and when you get trans like beamed down on a planet, that's just a reorganizing matter yeah. to be the a copy of the. Part, ver- it's like the Prestige, man. Yeah. Spoiler alerts for the Prestige, but it's just like. <laughs> You, the moment you step on a transporter pad, like that's what the the mat, the atoms and the molecules that you are. Yeah. Last time alive. Well, that's the like, only way to transport something is you'd have yeah. to kill the matter and then put it somewhere else, rescramble it. So yeah, yeah, that's so you I, die, and then something new that is exactly you gets beamed on the planet. That's the question, though: is is your soul? Does your soul get? transported with you or are you a new being with just the same thoughts and what is the soul is the soul just a you know a, an amalgamation of all the molecules and electrical signals and stuff i don't know they body. say when you die you lose like what is it 21 like, grams 21 grams of some, <laughs> something they don't know what yeah. it is they assume it's the soul leaving yeah so it's the soul i yeah. guess the question would be when you get transported do you lose 21 grams of mass yeah, that's your your first transport. That yeah. you need to monitor that. What if it's like Horcruxes, and every time you transport, your soul gets divided a little bit more? Oh my God! So everyone on the Enterprise is just a soulless human being. Essentially. Oh yeah, they have no soul. That's why there's no religion. It's so atheistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely be one of those guys. Just like I'm not gonna transport. I'm sorry, but I know you're it's an anti transporter. I would be an anti transporter. <laughs> Well, there is like, one guy. Is it who is it? Um, <clears throat> initially, it's uh, Barclay. Isn't Barclay like a he doesn't like transporting? It freaks him out. Yeah, I think I think for Barclay, it's definitely a like he knows too much about how it works to mm-hmm. be comfortable with it. Yeah, it's just like mm, mm. that kills you. Like you're you die, <laughs> you die, and then you you lose your soul. I just. I don't want. I just. I've lost like, too no, many souls. Like, people have been doing this for a hundred years. Like, doesn't make it safe. You <laughs> you die. I'm just telling you right now. Like, it's like no, you don't die. You you get reconstituted on the planet. It's like no, you, you die. die. And then some other replacement you. you gets made. <laughs> it's like Ugh. with the, the, the save file, basically, you get yeah. copied, and then the other one gets deleted, and now you yeah, were saved in the cloud, right? It's yeah. like, well, you're not. 
your consciousness you is. Yeah, <laughs> a copy of you is. Oh my! <laughs> if anyone would be anti uh, anti transporter, uh, it would be Barclay. Yeah, there's probably like, Bones there's, is really anti transporter. McCoy. Oh, he, he is, does not like he? transporters. Yeah, there's definitely probably. I know that Earth is this like uh, paradise now. But there's got to be like these little sects of anti-transporters and uh, oh, like flat earthers, basically. And they totally. live in the, like a commune and they're like, we farm, we don't use any sort of tech. The Amish, essentially. Yeah. You don't replicate? It's like, no, I'm not eating my own shit. Well, it's reconstituted <laughs> shit. Yeah, Just no, like but how it's you still use shit. Your, you, you use manure to grow your crops. Like, nah, it's different. No, that's different. Well, it's the same thing. It's like, it's just, it's, it's just more technologically advanced way of doing. It's like, nah, nah, that's, it tastes better, man. Yeah. It's not, not as nutritious. It's not as nutritious as real food. Uh, and this is all in Sebastopol, California. (laughs) Sebastopol. How do you pronounce it? I say Sebastopol. That's Sebastopol. Okay. Northern Californians say. Right. I like it when, when. American towns like yeah we're definitely going to name ourselves after another language is a city there's, in another country <laughs> but we're going to pronounce it 100% the wrong way there's a town uh, that Lagunitas is from the beer Petaluma yeah. a friend of mine in New Mexico this is a long time ago he'd had Lagunitas before and I was like I'm from that where Lagunitas is from and he looked at me and he said Petuluma question mark what <laughs> I was like, sorry? And he said, Petuluma? And I was like, no, no, Petaluma. That's how it's pronounced. But then I looked at the word and I was like, you could very much pronounce that Petuluma and it would it would absolutely make sense. Yeah. <clears throat> it's probably the right way to say it. It's not, but... It should be. Or could be. <laughs> That's what I call it now. Petuluma. Now Petuluma. It's beautiful. Speaking of things that are difficult to pronounce... Waxana Troy. Waxana Troy. Played by Majel Barrett. I gotta say, I I'm a little attracted to Waxana. It's hard not to be. She's got a great energy. Yeah. She's just kind of fun. Yeah. And doesn't give a fuck either. It's I think it's her relationship with Deanna is interesting too, because it's kind of this daughter like embarrassed about her mom. Yeah. But really it's more like she's embarrassed about the parts of her that are like her. Mom, there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And there's a point yes. where like you grow up and you're like, Uh-oh. fuck it. I'm my mom. I you mean, know, like <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think everyone has had I've had those exact things where I'm like, I'm turning into my father. Yeah. Uh this is it's it's just inevitable. It's gonna happen. I think that's why doesn't uh does Waxana kind of have a thing for Riker early on? Yeah. I think that's why Riker is like he just his face gets so giddy whenever she comes on board because he can like see Troy getting embarrassed, but can also be like, "I fuck with both of these people." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably likes a lot of the things about Deanna that are like Luxana. Mm-hmm. I also uh, love obviously- his giddy face when he tells, um, when he tells Picard that Luxana is coming on board and is like, uh-huh. "Uh." She wants you to officiate the wedding. And he just has this shitting grin on his face. And Picard just like, I don't want to don't want to deal with this today, Riker. And he's like, gonna be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and and to Picard's credit, he you know, he finds the good in it and he's like, you know what? 
This could be it. This could be the solution for me. I'm going to give her away to uh, then, some random fucking guy. I'm never yeah. going to have to deal with this ever again. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really great. In I that love sense. it. <clears throat> uh, Brian Bonsall played Alexander. I think he has seven appearances as Alexander. This is his third, I think. Did he play the older Alexander or did he they did recast not. him? They recast him. They recast I think him. the idea is like Klingon kids grow up really fast. Because he's like two when he's introduced, but clearly like a seven-year-old. Yeah. And when you see Alexander in Deep Deep Space Nine, he's like deep into his teens. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. This dude is in a band now. Uh, Unfortunately, Brian Bonsall has had some problems with the law. That's I saw. Yeah, I saw that. It it makes me so bummed when kid actors. I mean, it's like the kid from Star Wars, too. What's his name? Jake Lloyd. Yeah. He's had some yeah. ma- ma- major problems also. The thing with Jake Lloyd is like, I can see everybody in his life being like, yo, Anakin. That would be Anakin, so annoying. Yeah. You know, or like Darth Vader. But like, if you're, if you're Brian Bonsall, I doubt people are like, yo, Alexander. I feel like Alexander he's definitely, from Star Trek. <laughs> I feel like he definitely got some hate because everybody hates Alexander. And I feel like in the Star Trek community, as we know, there's lots of psychopaths in the Star Trek community. So if he's going to cons or something, like oh, yeah. I'm sure there was just some complete maniacs that were just complete assholes. Horrible to him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or he never like learned to cope or deal with being a kid actor. I That's would never tough. never want to do that. It sounds awful. Yeah. So I, I hope uh, the trail kind of runs cold on his profile around 12 years ago so I hope he's he's got two place. new movies or he made something in 2018 and he's going to be in something in 2022 so, oh good yeah maybe he's, he's gonna, he can be in our Alexander show he can reprise his role as Alexander as he, would, it would fit per, it would be perfectly because <laughs> he goes through the dark period yes oh my god oh my gosh uh, I really I, do want this to be like inside Lewin Davis though <laughs> So we, we gotta call the Cohen brothers. Be like, yeah. hey, do you want to make a Star Trek spinoff movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my god! Tony J played Campio, the uh, the hinge date that Luxana wants to marry. <laughs> I love this analog for online dating that they have going on here too, yeah. where they're like, because they at this profiles, point, literally profiles. Because at the, what was this, nineteen ninety two or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Online dating was like. Kind of a thing, but not like a decade away, really. Yes, but it was one of those things that I feel like it had a stigma and people had heard about it, maybe. Yeah, because it, I don't know, I wasn't even alive then, so there were like matching program, I'll say programs, but they're not, they were like you send videotapes to each other and stuff, yeah, 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 in the 80s, I think, in early 90s. So I feel like maybe that's what they were. You know, older people who are on the second or third marriage or, you know, widowers and stuff. They're doing the video dating. <laughs> exactly. Have you watched yeah. any of those videos before? They're incredible. I just watched a, a version of them on halt, halt and Catch Fire. They, like, oh, show yeah. those videos. Have you seen that show? No. Everyone says it's fantastic. Though. It's incredible. Lee Pace is in it. Lee He's Pace? not even really the big focus, but yeah. Did he play a vampire at one point? He looks like he should play a vampire. I feel like he might have. Been Surely there. he has. 
I'm He's not even out of spooky now. season yet. I'm gonna go spooky all the way till Christmas. I feel you're like. you're on the uh, the <laughs> Julian calendar of spookiness, <laughs> so you have an extra two weeks. You know, he was a, he was in um, uh, is that Lord Underworld? of the Rings? He was in Lord of the Rings. He wasn't a yeah, vampire. He was, that, he was an elf. He was that elf. He was in like, the Hobbit. Like, yeah, yeah. I he was the like, homoerotic elf. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like he was in. For some reason, I felt like he was in Twilight. But I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Anyway, I really enjoy how much uh, Troy or uh, uh, has like this mom energy in this future where she like knocks on. I love when she goes up to the uh, holodeck right before they go into the holodeck and she's like, uh, computer, do you have this thing? And she like knocks on it yeah, and the computer responds. It. Yeah. <laughs> the computer's like, ah, God, Waxana's here again. She's banging on the fucking computer. Banging on the freaking door. And it's funny because it's like, it's her own voice too. Yeah. And she's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. nagging. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you think though, it makes me wonder, uh, did she live in a uh, her past where they had to bang stuff to make it work? 100%. Right? Like, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's definitely a 90s perspective of like, this is how our parents or grandparents hit a TV. (laughs) Like, it's all digital. Like, it doesn't work that way. They're not tubes and stuff that like can get loose. But now computers are so uh, self like aware that when they're smacked, they feel it. Like, the computer feels it when it's hit, you know? Yeah. It's like the user is frustrated. So, I don't know. Put some fucking sausages in a teacup. (laughs) That was so gross. When Those she drank sausage, that a little bit, oh. They were uncooked. They were. So when she drank from the teacup that she removed a sausage from, but this is also what makes Majel Barrett and Waxana Troy kind of like crazy cool aunt vibes mm-hmm. where she's like, who cares? It's just sausage juice. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Even I've never had was- sausage tea. She was so confident about taking those sausages out of there. I was like, "Are you? this is gross. And you were yeah. just like casually doing whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. really great. Good vibes. Good vibes there. Great vibes. Uh, Carol Stryken played re- reprised his role as Mr. Hom, the really tall dude, the incredible bone structure. And- Wasn't he in um, Adam's Family movie? Oh, he played the guy with the or the guy with the hand. He played hand guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I've seen him in a lot and a lot of stuff. Yeah, he plays. uh, Yeah, he uh, was in the lurch. He played lurch. Lurch. Yeah, Yeah, he was lurch. Uh, I love him, man. He's the best. Yeah, he's great. He's also in Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's his first role. Oh, he was in Twin Peaks. He was the alien in Twin Peaks. He's in Doctor Sleep. They came out like a year ago. He was in Men in Black as the Arquilian. He's still going, man. I th- that's incredible. Good for him. Tall Dutch dude. That's a character he played. He is a tall Dutch oh. dude. <laughs> I was like, he plays that Dutch character every day in of his everything. Life. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's yeah. fantastic in this. And my favorite like moment of his is when. She's like saying you need to change this, and he like looks at it, and he's got the the pins in his, in his mouth, mouth, and he goes, yeah. "Nah, can't I don't. do that." <laughs> She's like, "Can we do something about?" It's like kind of like a you know, I'm getting older sort of joke. Like, can can you basically make me look thinner? I think yeah. is, and he's like. She's no. like, don't even say it. Don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer to this one. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Man, he's They've, the best. 
It's probably like her longest relationship besides that of her daughter, like just having this assistant. You mm-hmm. know? It Longer honestly than... warms my heart, their relationship. Yeah. The I'm best. sad that we didn't get to see him as much in D- Deep Space Nine. Yeah, he wasn't. Was there there was there a Waxon episode? She comes on, right? There's a couple. There are a few Waxon episodes on Deep Space Nine. And she actually really thrives on that show. I remember watching those yeah. and being like, she's almost better than she was on She's way better. She's way better than she was on, on TNG. Well, because like she's away from the sexist shackles of mm-hmm. Rick Berman. You know, because even though he's a producer on that, he was less involved. Yeah. In the show running. Mm-hmm. And also there wasn't the Gene Roddenberry like, hey, that's my wife. That's- <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. Just, yeah, she has a really great episode with Odo. Well, oh, there's this moment. Oh, yeah, the Odo episodes are so yeah. good. They have I mean, like a thing for a while. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. This scene in this episode that really gets me is when she's talking to Alexander and Colby is like, Let's get this camera right in her face. Let's do an extreme close-up. such a good shot. And yes. she's like, I'm really alone. Like, I feel alone. Mm-hmm. And it hurts double when you find, when this is a little trivia. This is four months after Gene Roddenberry died. Oh, man. So it's like, yeah. I, I think that's probably why I felt it a lot. Is it was like a very, it's probably the best moment in the whole episode. Just yeah, artistically and acting wise, and yeah, the shot is really, really good. She nails it. Gets a Colby. Colby, Colby. one shot, one take, right there. One that take. was like Colby was like, ah, this is gonna be. He's just saying to everyone else, this is gonna be easy. Yeah, her, her husband just died four months ago. <laughs> he was like, let's just hold yeah. one, yeah. one shot. This is easy. Don't mess with it. Don't mess with it, Colby. Yeah, it's just really <laughs> lovely. Uh, and I felt that too because I, I get this. I get that feeling of like you know sometimes you just just want some company. Honestly, man, I yeah, I'm I'm not I, I I'm not there yet. But listening to her talk about it, I'm like, yeah. it's coming up at some point. I'm just gonna have to be like, well, you're the best one that I got, <laughs> <laughs> and you're a guy who has a buddy who follows him around and says like, you can't do that, bro. <laughs> Bro, you can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that. 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 Sorry, you can't do that. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like she t- didn't add the like values or what is it like a conservative? What is it, the political orientation box on mm-hmm. Hinge or whatever? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this get missed? That he's like I know crazily. I don't know. It seemed yeah. like a, a mail order husband sort of thing, where it's totally. just like he put out into the the universe looking for wife, and she was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm in." And <laughs> I that am was it. Woman, <laughs> I am woman. Yeah, I am here. This is going great. Yeah, yeah. That guy sucked, and that so did his little sucked. little shithead friend. Can't do that. Can't yeah, do you, it. <laughs> the Costel, Costelanians? What Let, are they? We need to talk about that scene because that was the most chaotic, stressful scene I've oh. seen in Star Trek in a very long time. It was like uncut gems where like everything's <laughs> falling apart for Luaxana. <laughs> and she's just walking around trying to avoid everyone and everyone's in the room just yeah. yelling at each other. <laughs> she's like talking to Costel- Costelane. It's like, look, I just got to go to the holodeck for 30 minutes. And the guy's like, that's not appropriate. And it's like, yeah, you got to talk to me right now. And she's like, I 
I think we can spend 30. And then Worf is like, Alexander, get in your room. (laughs) And she's like, "Uh, uh, no, Alexander's going to come with me. We're going to hang out. It'll be fine for 30 minutes. And Troy's like, you're messing with everything. And she's like, (laughs) fuck. Uh, okay, that's we need a uh, Waxina Troy uncut gems status yeah. where she runs like a jewelry store or whatever. <laughs> well, it totally would fit too, or like She'd a crystal so hippie store. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is how I win. <laughs> this is how I win. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, it's great. Uh, that is, but that, you're right. That is one of the most stressful moment scenes I've seen in Star Trek. I honestly, yeah, I I wanted to run away. I was like, yeah, you got to get out of here right now. I feel like that scene is the template for Discovery and the pacing on that show. (laughs) Like, how can we have three different like wants occurring at once? Kirksman was like, he came into the first meeting for Discovery and was like, "Here's he, everybody, sit down." Plays this scene and is like, "This is it, right here." Everybody, see this? This is it. This is our Bible. Yeah, this is our Bible. Oh my god, that's so good. This episode won two Emmys, by the way. Really? Yeah. For what? All right, makeup? you have to guess. You makeup, makeup. You got and, one. And uh, hairstyling. Close. Costume design. Costume design. Uh, it was nominated for hairstyling, though. Oh, okay. I feel like that kind of. I mean, the makeup is pretty cool once we get into the holodeck, but. Yeah. What I feel else? Like it kind of shafts on? it for like good tv because i feel like this is a good just good tv for that time i think so too it's still today i I, it's pretty common that you see for sci-fi shows to like uh give them a makeup and not to take anything away from people who work in those fields because sci-fi does not work without good styling and makeup Mm -hmm. um but it is too bad that it doesn't come together in other categories like we can't we obviously like the artistic elements that go into making these episodes, but we don't see it as art as easily. Yeah. We don't see sci-fi as art easily. Mm-mm. Do the Emmys, do they still give awards for episodes or do they just do like season awards now? It says for a series, but I don't understand why it says this episode one. So they must submit specific episodes to represent series. Do they still do that though? I feel like I it's know. more of like because it's all serialized now. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I think that's good. We asked a question. Because <clears throat> they just do like outstanding comedy series, outstanding actor. And I think Ted Lasso just won all of it this year. Yeah. There were so many Ted Lasso costumes. It was. I feel like Ted Lasso costume this year was like the Harley Quinn costumes four or five years ago. (laughs) Yeah. But for like middle-aged white guys. Well, the thing that's that's even scarier about it is it's such an easy costume. It is like the the easiest default costume. Just get a mustache of like a white shirt and like a sleeveless jacket and you're good to go. Yeah. Should we got anything else to say? You want to go into the... Oh, I got. I thought you were looking at the Emmys thing. I didn't find anything. I, okay, Cold Trail. You can Cold cut the segment out, Darius. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I just want to point out, because you, during your 30-second recap, you were like, I don't even remember what happens in the cold open. It's because they do like an entire episode of Star Trek in the cold open. Yeah, yeah. Because it it's like, happens, that's also yeah. discovery pace. You it know, is. where they're like, oh shit, uh, there's a fucking asteroid going to the planet. <laughs> Blow it up. And Worf's like blowing it up. And then Data's like, there's still there's still parts of it that won't blow up. Mm-hmm. And like, cool. Can we blow it up with a deflector dish? Yeah. And they yeah, do we can it. blow and that up. And then it fin- and it wraps up and like, everybody's like, everybody good? Everybody good? Cool. You feel good? Cool. <laughs> Back to work. We should not have let that asteroid get as far as it did. That was okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So an asteroid was just coming at them? That was it? That was coming at the planet. It was going to oh, like crash okay. into the planet and blow up the planet. That's, and it's, it that's felt to me really stakes. like, it's like you're seeing, uh, I'm trying to think of like a good, but like somebody's like walking into the middle of the street and you just know a car is going to hit them. Yeah. And you don't and say like, anything. I guess I'm doing this now. I guess today I'm saving somebody's life. You know? I feel like it took a long, like they were sitting there looking at the planet and like Riker saw the asteroid from far away and was just sitting there and being like, and just staring at the asteroid, not really thinking about anything. And then he yeah. starts to see it like hit some of the flames, you know, and pick up a little speed yeah. and be like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Hey, um, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> He's just pointing and saying, hey, hey, hey. He's like yeah, speechless. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like they, it's like, what? What are you saying, Riker? And they're like, look, look at this. Look, 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 look. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, blow it up with torpedoes. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Uh, it's still not broken. Deflector dish blows it up. Picard comes out of his ready room. He's like, "What the fuck's going what's, on? Like, look happening? at the thing. The, 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 the thing is gonna hit the thing. It's, it's gonna hit the planet. Should we let it happen or should we not? Uh, I don't know. Are there people down there? Yeah. Do they have warp? Yes. Okay, we gotta it fix just it. Blow it up. <laughs> blow it up. <laughs> How many times do you think that happens? Where everyone's just sitting there and then somebody is like, zoned out. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Uh, oh fuck. <laughs> So many species and planets get blown up by asteroids all the time. Oh my god! It's like uh, we should not go through that solar system because what chances are there's going to be an asteroid? It's going to fly at the planet. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a whole thing to try to fix it. Yeah, just going to we leave and this is going to happen again. What are we supposed to do? We can't we save supposed, everyone. We can't save every planet. Yeah, we can't save every planet. <laughs> and when they blow up the core of the asteroid, that's when the forbidden cocaine, the space cocaine, comes out of it. Oh, and, that okay. So that and then it goes on the Enterprise. Yeah, I see the forbidden yeah. space cocaine. Yeah, the space which you cocaine. know Riker got a little bit, little sample of and tried to yeah. snort it. <sighs> yeah, this is stuff. gonna turn your insides into goo. And that Riker's sounds. like, awesome. That sounds awesome. And <laughs> I, I'm calling it that because that's what it looks like. That space is the, cocaine. Yeah, it's, it looks like space cocaine. Just yeah. swim around. Okay, that's all I really wanted to talk about. We <laughs> we talked about the, how sweaty everybody was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mister Wolf, or sorry, Mister Wolf. I really enjoy that nickname that she's given. Yeah, uh, she just Wolf. has not learned his name. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, Pert, you made it. Hey, hey, what's up? Where's Tom? Oh, um, first off, you, you're very sweaty. Huh? Am you I? You are, did you, after the life support problem, did you not change your clothes after Oh, that? You, oh no, that's very not. very sweaty. I thought I, I guess I am, I thought I cleaned myself up a little bit. No, I was just hanging out with, um, <clears throat> Waxon is still on board, so I was just saying hello. 
Oh. To her. Were you doing Ambo Jitsu or something? It, it's Is that our badminton? Uh, or? We, yeah, we, we, yeah, we were doing like a form of Ambo Jitsu. Yeah, kind of, you could say that. Well, what are you really trying to say, Pert? We were having sex. You, you were having sex with Waxana? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually that, very relieved that... Uh, because this whole thing, this whole wedding thing has been really stressing me out. So, it was nice to put one in the can, as they say. I'm sorry, so wait, uh, this is not the first... Do you and Waxana have a thing? Yeah, don't tell anyone. I mean, everyone kind of knows, but... Yeah, we, we kind of have an on and off thing whenever she comes on the ship. I'm just kind of the go-to for any needs. So oh, the wedding, so you're not... It's like not like an emotional thing. No, 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 no. Purely physical, but I, the wedding was making me a little stressed. The fact that she was getting married, I was getting a little antsy. That's why, <clears throat> that's why I did another like you know twenty four hour workout session because I couldn't really handle my yeah. emotions. Got gotcha. Well. well, that's I'm happy for you that you still get to have that relationship with her. Me too. Me too. It's pretty great why the looks of it, yeah. i'm sorry um <clears throat> there's a bite out of your plate oh uh yes this is from the wedding cake from the wedding that didn't occur they just kind of distributed it anyway uh and is that an edible plate it is not it turns out the plate is not edible uh the so as you know i've been trying out more human programs holiday mm-hmm. programs yeah and i just recently did the one that works on and alexander that did uh with the circus one. yeah that's yeah a really and uh, there was these delicious cups that we were able to eat in the mud baths mm. and i realized like wow i haven't been eating any of my plate cups. dinnerware you know plate plates yeah, or anything like that so like now a- i i just don't want to miss out on potentially how delicious the that's not like a regular. You you were aware that that's not a regular thing that happens regularly. Well, I mean, I, I'm I I get what you're saying, and my assumption was always that there you couldn't eat. You should always have that assumption. The thing is, it was so good. The cup was so good. It had a sort of a malty flavor and Those, texture to yeah. it. They are good. I, I will give you that. But like, there's a little bit of blood coming off of you. Are you okay? Is this a little green? Is a little green there? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, those these plates are porcelain. They're yeah, not no. Like, yeah, I uh, no, I do have an appointment with Doctor Crusher after this because I don't think my digestive system will be able to break. This you swallowed down. them. You swallowed I, it. Well, I didn't know if it was something where when you swallow it and your digestive system starts breaking it down, you get it like a sensory experience, you know, like a Jesus. medicinal. Anyways, the point is, I have been taking bites of pretty much everything that I can get my hands on, just out of curiosity. You should uh, definitely go to Crusher. Like, you probably yeah. shouldn't wait, honestly, if you've just been eating stuff well i'm waiting for you and um oh i'm supposed to deliver a message too about tom where's tom what's tom where's tom uh yeah so he's been doing this subspace dating thing mm-hmm. and he got matched with this costellane woman yeah uh and as you know they have that you know that assistant very strict that, very yeah. strict and uh apparently he has to quarantine for two weeks you can't yeah <laughs> but why what Quarantine for two weeks. One of their protocols, yeah. And he's learning everything about their culture, but he says this is pretty big. Uh, That's fucking weird. He says this could be his quote, and I quote here, way to the throne of Costellin. So he's trying to 
He's trying to marry into the throne of Kostelin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some royalty Jesus situation. Jesus Christ. Good yeah. Lord. It's very it's Tom, really, though. It is. That sounds exactly like Tom. It's just a little weird because I saw that lady, that I'm assuming is his fiance. Yeah. With the little shithead uh, guy. Yeah. They were just, like, partying. They were, like, chilling. Are you sure? Is it her? Like, does she have, like, really long, droopy earlobes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, yeah, the droopy lobes. They were, like, yeah. partying at the, the club. And uh, Did you take a like, picture or anything? I didn't take it. I was no. I was not really in the great correct state of mind were, when I yeah. saw it. Yeah, because I was also partying. So right, I understand. Yeah, with looks on, I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was quite a night. You you should have come. I I don't know why I didn't. Oh uh, yeah. Well, no. I had um. I was up all night. Um, digestive issues again. So were you eating more plates. I was eating a lot of plates. Realizing now that nobody who hasn't watched the episode would know about the eating the cups thing that takes place on the holodeck. Uh, now we can talk about it. But now the we can talk about thing. it. Honestly, this might be some of my favorite holodeck content. Yeah. It's wild. The, the, the special effects and the visual yeah. effects are fucking... I had this weird experience where like, I was watching it when that bubble guy shows up. Uh-huh. I was like, this looks bad, but it looks... Like somebody made this now to look like it was made then in the nineties, and it looks yeah. good. Like it does look good. It had like come. It had like it just looked good, and I was like, "This looks awesome." So you know what this made me think about too is you know how they with the the next generation and the original series they redid the entire thing right from yeah. scratch. Mm-hmm. They just tried to match the way it looked on TV. Yeah. Does that mean the special effect? Like, did they have the original plates or the composites, or did they have to like? redo the special effect reanimate like the, reanimate because the bubble, the bubble yeah. looked good the bubble looked great yeah the head in the bubble looked incredible really good the yeah. makeup on that head is great the little mm-hmm. tiles on his face they must i feel like they maybe redid the bubble because like the the enterprise i feel like doesn't look new but it looks maybe better than it did before it does it looks crisp it looks yeah. really nice yeah yeah so maybe they did just redo the bubble with like CG, yeah, that they had. I like that bubble dude. That bubble obviously Flotter and Trevis vibes on this. Mm-hmm. This is why oh, yeah. I picked the episode to follow it. Hell yeah, yeah. I um, love the whole set, everything about it. Oh awesome. yeah, uh, Cirque du Soleil holodeck program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you were going to say something about dialogue. Oh yeah, that's we're going to start off with ranking it, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, that's not in the holodeck. Sorry, outside well, just of just dump it. Just I'll dump, dump it. Waxana uh, says something right at the beginning when Troy's like, "You're marrying somebody you've never met before," and she says like, "He's handsome" or whatever, and then she says, "Good breeding," and I was like, "Ugh, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did you?" Just, I just uh, the word breeding creeps me out. Yeah, no, I agree. Breeding, well, because you know what it is. There's a sex fetish now. I don't even know if it's a fetish technically. But that's a sex thing now. Breeding. breeding. What does that even is that? But that just it's means just, it's just sex. But the with part the word with the, breeding. Well, no, there's, you know, when you have, yeah, like if a male ejaculates <laughs> into a, a. All right, all right, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, why okay. we're explicit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this okay. is actually a very normal. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> 
<laughs> but somehow that's like a fetish for some people where like I'm really into breeding. Oh, like I okay. want to sleep with people and and to do ejaculate that also. Okay, yeah, gotcha. exactly. Like that's a, that's a deal breaker. Like that's a part of it. You know. Interesting. Thank you for educating me on the the worlds of. Uh, of but sex. good breeding. Ugh, ugh, it makes my skin crawl. It's a very like old world way of talking about the uh, qualities of a person. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's like if I were to describe you, like if I start dating somebody or something, uh, I'm like, yeah, she's cool. Like she's super fun. She likes movies. We're into the same kind of comedy comedians. She's got really good breeding. Um, uh, and, you know, we're into the same foods. And like, wait, I'm sorry, what? It's her breeding. <laughs> It, I think it's so clinical. That's why it creeps me out. Yeah. Is it's like very like, um, like I'm reading Dune, and it makes me think of like we're just like having an heir to the throne. Like that's all I'm thinking about is like the next of kin. Yeah, it's you gotta have creepy. one. Yeah, and then there's like a long like thousand year plot by the Bene Gesserit to like breed people <laughs> yeah. to be a certain way. Yes, that's what it's like. Yeah, I'm, we're not we're not show dogs. No, that's what, yeah. It sounds like like weird show dog stuff. Okay. Anyway, yeah. dialogue. We can move on from that uh, odd plot. Uh, dialogue me, though. The 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 most the MVP dialogue moment is the last line of the episode. Uh, you're just supposed to sit here. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Where you find out that Worf is in the mud bath with yeah. everybody. You're just supposed to sit here? You're supposed uh, to sit here? Worf, I, I feel for everyone in this episode because Worf is a part of me also where you, I just can't stop moving, you know? And yeah. if you stop moving, you die, basically. Worf cannot stop moving. Yeah. So like, I get this, is, this isn't warrior stuff. You're just supposed to sit here? I wish they would have made that mud bath like a regular thing, like po- the poker, you know? I wish yeah. the mud bath was the spot where everyone hangs out. It's like, bro, you want to hang out in the mud bath? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Let's hang out. Yeah, yeah. I the feel actors like, would have yeah. rebelled probably. Yeah. <laughs> or like a sauna. That would be a fun thing, a nice yeah. little hangout sauna thing. You Just know? chilling in a sauna, yeah. I think that would up Discovery's like horniness if the sauna was where everyone hung out. Yeah, you know they had. It wasn't even a holodeck. They just had us like a Swedish sauna built yeah. into the ship. Yeah, that I think that insane. would make sense for Discovery. They need to relax, man. They absolutely need their muscles to relax. <laughs> they, they're they're so tense. A lot of the stuff in the holodeck, dialogue-wise, was kind of nonsensey children's book stuff. Like the higher, the fewer. I didn't get. I didn't. That was one of my least favorite moments in this whole thing. I What's think it's just saying the higher the fewer. It just like means nothing and is like really confusing and is nonsense. And that's like Alexander uses it to shut people up. Like that's what he <laughs> le- he learns from it. You know, yeah, this will shut true. people up because it's uh, annoying and weird. But then I like the to all the creatures within us line was for me really deep. Was like, oh yeah, we do contain multitudes. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I did actually like that a little bit. That was like an interesting way to look at your emotions and your uh states of being yeah know? it's very inside out before inside out mm, yes very Which much is the so. last pixar movie you saw apparently it is actually i think i can't think of another one that i've actually watched since then no mm. really, really great one though so i gotta i gotta look this up what was the last pixar movie that i saw what was the last one you saw didn't one come out this uh onward maybe no, no, Soul. I saw Soul. No, actually, that's a lie. I saw Coco. Coco is good. That's the last one that I saw. 
No, Incredibles 2. I did watch Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2 is pretty great. Which is pretty great. Visually is incredible, actually. Just Mm -hmm. really astounding. That's the last one that I saw then. Anyway. um, Dialogue. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I was going to give it a three as well. Great. Romance. Romance? There's the quarreling couple of acrobats. They're just friends. They're just friends. Yeah. There's not a lot of romance in this. They need to take it to the next level. Probably. They need to get in that mud bath. They need to get in that mud bath. Just relax a little bit. Uh, besides that, there's not really much. Uh, this is before Worf and Troy are dating, so they're just kind of like friends who like each other at this point. Do they date at a certain point? Oh, yeah. They date in season, season seven. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah. What a weird parent. Yeah. Well, is it because Worf doesn't him, have emotions? Is that what it is? Well, I mean, he, he bottles them up and he just turns them into anger. So it's easy for Troy to just like not have to use her emotional emotion powers. She can I think it's like, the opposite. I think it's like she's the only person who can like really decode what his feelings are. Like mm-hmm. he says he's angry, but I know that he's just really sensitive. Because oh. that's the thing. Worf is just a big sensitive guy. He's a big teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. doesn't want people to he see He likes sling on opera and... <laughs> Tales of honor, you know. <laughs> he is a kind of a sentimental guy. Yeah, he's just not a really good dad. No, he's not. He's a, such a bad dad. He's not meant to be a father. Poor guy. Romance I, is a zero. I don't see there's zero. nothing there. Action. I mean, the fucking the star, the star fire thrower thing. You know, oh, the I forgot about that guy. The floating head that gets popped. There's some juggling action. I know going this is on. more special effects, but I'm pretty proud. They warrant some points. I think. I'm going to give it a one because there's like a little bit of fun in there. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a two myself. Suspense. Uh, there's a scene where the duck sauce starts leaking in the holodeck, and it's like, <gasps> oh, how is that's this? That's true. You're yeah. right. Okay. Is the duck sauce going to ruin the circus delay <laughs> paradise? We'll find out after the break. Uh, but I'll it doesn't it go anywhere from there. It, it doesn't. It was just a very clearly like second drafts of the script. Like we got to make sure the B plot and A plot intersect at some this. point. Yeah. Let me go with a, a 0.5. 0.5. Camp for me is. I mean, it's a big pretty, five. You keep five, right? Yeah. 100% the moment the five. bubble guy shows up, you're like, yep, this is a five. Bubble guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's the eating of the cups. They eat the cups they- in the mud bath. <laughs> What an odd fucking choice to make. The moment where, like, it looks like it's almost like an extra was wondering, can I eat this cup? Can I eat this cup? (laughs) (laughs) And they were rolling and he just, like, starts taking the bite. Oh, I can absolutely eat this cup. Can I eat these? Yeah, he's like. everybody starts doing it. (laughs) You can see his eyes, like, looking at, at Colby and just going. And just putting the cup to the mouth and just taking a bite. <laughs> I just wish that they had added in a little foley there. You think that they like they got edible cups to save money somehow? Like they're just made out of like sugar, sugar, sugar glass or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they just had some sugar cups. That's so funny. And some, yeah. I, a, I yeah. just, I there needs to be more waffley edible white cups in it's, it's like Trek, um in life in Willy Wonka. Maybe that was the vibe. Maybe they were like, you know that scene in Willy Wonka where he like eats the cup? Maybe yeah. they were like, yeah, this Go is kind of like that. Willy Wonka. This is like a chocolate bath then? Might be a chocolate bath. 
Because I was thinking at one point, it's like, dude, just dip that cup in that chocolate that you're <laughs> stewing, stewing in and in. just drink a little bit of naked this is like, chocolate juice. Yeah, this is adult adult Willy Wonka. This, uh, Willy Wonka has this room in the chocolate factory. Yeah, that he but it's for the parents while the kids the are... <laughs> Come uh, soak in a chocolate bath and and drink the chocolate with your edible cups. Delicious. <sighs> Gosh. Big five on the camp. Yeah, me too. Uh, steaks. Not really anything in there. Just relationship steaks. There's like emotional steaks. Like, yeah, but they're Alexander not really elevated. Yeah. yeah. Safeties aren't on, uh, aren't off. And nobody's going to drown in that, yeah. that mud pit. Yeah. I'm going to go with the zero. I don't really see anything there. Uh, I'll give it a zero as well. Okay. Computer, what's our final score? Calculating. 1.71. Woo! That feels right. Yeah. Uh, that puts it above the defector uh, and under unexpected. It's actually splitting unexpected and the defector, which wow. were both episodes where they showed off the house uh, to the different characters. Oh, my God. This so, actually... I get why it's ranked so low, but it makes me kind of bummed because this is, I really love everything about the holodeck content in this. Oh yeah. It's, it's really great. There's yeah. just not a ton of action and no, no, there really maybe isn't. we, we hit it a little too hard on dialogue, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's draft system, you know, it's, it's foolproof. Some days you're a man alone. Some days you're freaking projections, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. What do we do it next week? Yeah, next week, uh, hopefully we'll have a guest uh, called Looking for Parmok in All the Wrong Places, Deep Space Nine, Season 5, Episode 3. That's a very and long That is a really now. fun, silly, goofy Deep Space Nine episode. It what's I don't remember it. It's where Quark is trying to hook up with the Klingon lady that he used to be married to. <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah, this episode rules. Yeah, it's really great. I love oh, Quark in general, and it's just it's wonderful. Quark so. episodes are... The really fun should be campy yes uh, yeah, that, that's, yeah that's it guys uh, thanks thanks for for listening uh we had a big jumbo sized episode last week so this is a little bit shorter hopefully that works for you chill little chill episode yeah and oh, yeah. uh yeah just if you liked this subscribe you'll get it in your inbox or whatever your phone messages every week yeah. on wednesdays give us a review too if your platform lets you do reviews Please, yeah, that helps us out quite yeah. a bit, actually. Um, yeah. Check us out on Instagram. We're Check to the Holodeck. We're Check to the Deck on Twitter. We also have a Discord you can join. If you're listening to this, you're probably already on the Discord. But if you're not, go check out the Discord. Uh, and you can check out the Indiesaurus Discord, which is also our network yeah, that we're a part of. And here's the Indiesaurus identifier. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. <laughs> Cool. The computer awesome voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. The intro and outro music was provided by Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. My brain just died. Oh, uh, well, sorry about your brain. Thank you. Uh, and finally, this is a fan podcast. We have no association or relation with uh, CBS, Viacom, Paramount, or whatever mega conglomerate corporation, Wayland Utani. <laughs> yeah, uh, whoever bought, whoever <laughs> owns this now. Just. <laughs> Leave us alone. We're just, just be, be yeah. cool. Yeah, chill. Just be cool. Just relax. Just be cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.
spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 